0: Welcome to the month of October. Wow, crazy. Time flies. Here we are, and I'm greeting you for this specific month in terms of thanking you again for all you do for winning at home. We have much on our plate. I am just finishing up a tour where I'll be going around to 16 U.S. cities, uh, traveling with Willie Robertson and also uh, Matthew West. had the privilege of working with these guys and seeking to make a mark for Christ as we've traveled around the nation. Thank you for your support in believing in what we do and for helping me uh, to keep on this track of honoring God in terms of sharing what it means to have a godly and a good marriage. And I want to thank you, too, for being a part of supporting the ministry. We have our banquet coming up. Obviously, you've heard about it on October the 24th. Love for you to come and be a part of catching the vision of what we're doing as we open a new downtown center to reach those who are underprivileged in our community and also continue to make a mark around the world so make sure you're a part of our banquet to be a part of that event but also just want to thank you in terms of uh, supporting us Uh, this is the time of year where we rely on you being a big part of what we do so thank you for that over the years we have been blessed and we trust the lord to continue to provide all that we need in terms of continuing to make a mark for him. As you know, our staff has grown. We're up with our total staff now of almost 50 people, when we represent Tampa Bay and downtown Holland and Zeeland area. And so thank you so much for helping us make that happen. And I trust even as you listen to this edition of the Home Run Club, you're encouraged. Uh, this is a message I actually shared with moms. It's a Mother's Day message, but it fits Everyone. And so we're going to go live as I was sharing this message. I thank you, too. So many of you will come to me and say, Dan, got the Home Run Club. Love that message. That's why we do this, to make sure you're in touch with what's going on at Winning at Home. So I hope now as we go live to me sharing this Mother's Day message that it will be an encouragement to you as you continue to grow with your family. The message is going to fit all across the board. Uh, the principles of this message will fit guys, uh, whoever you are in the room, it's going to fit your life. So just know moms, ladies in the room, I'm going to address you today. I'm going to seek to speak to you today and, and encourage you in parenting and guiding your children as they continue to grow in Christ. Uh, but I want you to know these principles apply to everyone. I took a lot of time investing in this message. I have talked to lots and lots of moms. They had no idea when I was talking to them they were going to become part of a sermon. I'd just walk up to a mom at Meijer, see her with her kids, and I'd just go up and start talking about her life and what she's dealing with. I had several moms into my office this week, and so I've invested a lot of time to try to speak to you where you are in life, because I've thought about your life. i thought about it a lot. You are You're a caregiver. You are discipline in chief. You are the chief cuddler. You are the play date playmate. You are the worst mom ever. You are the best mom ever. You get both those. Uh, you are a doctor. You are a custodian. You are everything. And in fact, I saw a picture this week. That, well, the, p- the picture will speak for itself. This is Jessica, age 27. Mothering isn't stressful at all. Uh, that's what you feel sometimes. So today, I'm going to seek to encourage you as you grow, like her, uh, with your children. And it's interesting because I have a verse today I have never seen in my life. I read my Bible a lot. I study my Bible a lot. Uh, but I have never, I never remember, I should say, because I've read through the Bible, but I never remembered this verse. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. When I saw it, I'm like, that's my Mother's Day message. That's it right there. Uh, It's in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. You know the book of Jeremiah. This is a weeping prophet. This is a deep book. And I've never seen this passage in Jeremiah. In fact, it's a psalm. When I start reading, you're going to be like, he's in psalms. It sounds like a psalm. Jeremiah wrote a poem in the middle of writing about the nation of Israel. Israel had turned away from God. Jeremiah was a prophet who called them back to God. And Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 and 8 has this little psalm and it's a psalm for you moms this morning. I'm going to change one word in there. The word is blessed is the man. Blessed is the one. I'm going to change it to blessed is the mom. Okay. So I'm put mom in there. It fits. And I want to just read this little psalm to you. You're going to feel like I'm reading from Psalms, but it's Jeremiah 17. Blessed is the mom who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is found in him. She will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots into the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes because its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and it never fails to bear fruit. I'm going to take that little psalm that's in Jeremiah today and I'm going to break it down and encourage you moms with it because that passage is to me everything that you want to be, strong, solid. I I work backwards in life. When you moms, if the Lord allows you to get to the age of 80 or wherever you are, some of you today are 90, so wherever you are, when you get to that place, I know what you as moms and all of us in this room, again, apply it how it fits. When you get here, I know what you want said about you. You're a good mom. You're faithful. You loved me. My mom passed away uh, four years ago when she was 80. And she was a great mom. And I want to show you that to get that said about you, then over here, back up to 50, 40, 30, 20. you got to live it here to get those words said about you there. You don't get there, live however you want to, do whatever you want to do, and then at 80 go, she rocked it. No, you earn that reputation over these years right here, the drought years. The tree years where you have to spread your wings and grow and the roots got to go a little bit deeper because of what you're going through. And this passage begins by saying, you need to make sure you find your confidence and trust in the Lord. So the first question I want to throw out at you is, where do you find, moms, just for you today, ladies in the room, where do you find your trust and your confidence? I ask that point blank. Stop and think about it, because I'm going to give you some options. I'm going to give you three options where you find your trust and confidence. I want it to be in the Lord. But let me tell you what I see in our society and in our world. Some of you find your trust and confidence, I'm just going to say it, in a man. (laughs) That perfect timing. (laughs) Screaming, don't do it. Because when you find your trust and confidence in what a man says about you, you will come up short. This is perfect timing, man. I don't know how you're doing. Are you pinching him? (laughs) And I want you to know, um, as a lady today, if your spirit ebbs and flows on what a guy says or thinks about you, you're going to be unsteady. I had a lady in my office this week, a 30-year-old mom. 30-year-old mom. Her husband isn't nice to her. It reminded me so much of my childhood as I sat there and listened to this lady and what her husband, the words out of his mouth that he had said about her, ridiculous things, hurtful things, damaging things, and she has heard it long enough that she has started to believe it. And there's a lady sitting in here today. It may be as I preach this message, it only hits two or three ladies, but I'm telling you what, my mom was one of those ladies, and if that's all it ministers to today, then doggone it, I'm going for it, because I don't want you as a woman to believe if a man is telling you you are not worthy, if he is telling you you're not good enough, is he telling you this stuff, if he's telling you lies, because I want you to understand God made you. He made you beautiful. He created you in his image. He said, I put you on this earth and I have purpose for you. Every woman in this room, hear me today, God made you and has a purpose for you and wants to use your life to honor him. Don't ever let a man, what he thinks of you or says to you, shatter that. Don't ever allow that to happen. Because as a woman, as a woman, your confidence needs to be found. And this applies to men too, but it's Mother's Day. As a woman, I want you to find your confidence and your trust in the Lord. I watched my mom be beat down her whole life. She died saying things that weren't true about herself. I would argue with her about it. Mom, that's not true. Well, dad, I don't care what my dad has said to you over the years. That's not true. And I want you ladies in this room today to no longer allow how you feel about yourself to ebb and flow based on what some man, husband, boyfriend, someone you're dating, someone you're engaged to, do not find your value in their words. Men in this room, what comes out of our mouth needs to be words of encouragement. I just texted my wife before I got up to preach. I sent her a message and said, hey, babe, good morning. You're an awesome mom. Your kids are lucky to have you. That's the kind of text your wives and, and the ladies in your life need to be receiving today. You as men are responsible to lift them up. We are created equal in the eyes of God. Some men look down on women. Go, well, I'm better than you. The Bible says we are created equal. You make sure you encourage that lady who is in your life and build her up. And women, if he does or doesn't, your confidence, find it in the Lord. Secondly, sometimes you ladies find your confidence in a man. Second thing sometimes we find our confidence in our looks. If we don't talk about this, we are ignoring the elephant in the room. Um, you say, Dan, you care about your looks? Yeah, yeah. If you guys had seen, in fact, yesterday, someone from Ridge Point saw me yesterday. I was out and about, I was in sweats, I had not shaved. I looked, I, at my, none of my clothes match color-wise. I put them on, I thought, wow, well, I don't have one thing that matches. And somebody saw me, it, it, the, you, I was preaching here this weekend, came up to me and go, Dan Seaworn? I mean, that's the way they ask it, like, are you serious? I was like, I won't be wearing this tomorrow, man. I'll figure out how to look decent. I'll be all right. And I want to tell you that when it comes to this thing called image, it's a big deal. Some lady in this room today doesn't look in the mirror because you don't like what you see. And I want to tell you, Satan in the world we live in is using this to damage a lot of late guys too, get it, I get it. But ladies in the room, I'm, for you to, I'm here for you today. Your image is not who you are in terms of what God thinks and values of you. When you look at yourself, you believe things about yourself that aren't true. I know this. I have a daughter who will come to me and say, I look terrible today. I say, I don't know who's looking at you, but I don't see what you're talking about. And Satan uses this to beat some of you women up to make you think you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you don't fit in. And I want you to understand something today. That is a lie from Satan. What did I tell you? You were created in his image. Is God ugly? It's beautiful. And I want you to understand today, your trust and your confidence, when you find it in the Lord, you will be good with how he has made you. And I don't want you to find your value in your looks. Our society does it. I get it. I get it. You don't turn on your TV and find average looking women. You don't. I'm sorry you don't. And our society makes a statement to you by that. And I am sorry. Because that's not where your value should be found. And I'm trying to encourage you today. My mom who died at the age of 80. She wasn't attractive. She wasn't. The world would not look at my mom and go, well, that was an attractive lady. But I want to tell you something about this old boy right here. She was beautiful to me. She was beautiful to my daughter, who that daughter got help from my grandma to turn her life around. She is beautiful to her. And I want you ladies in this room to know today you are beautiful because you are made in the image of God. Do not find your value in looks. third thing and i thought a long time before i said this one you need to know i prayed about this in a long time in our society right now there is one group of people that you can talk about and you can rip on and you can put down and you can say we are the problems for our whole society and it is a 50 year old white man it's me So it is dangerous for me to make comments. I get it, but I'm going out on a limb, out on the edge of the cliff to say what I'm about to say because I prayed about it a lot. I sought the Lord about this a lot. And I want to just say it to you moms and women in the room today. There's been a shift in our society. And the shift in our society, I'm concerned for you because there's this shift in our society right now that says, you know what we need to do? We need to put all the responsibility in the hands of these incredible women who are leaders. And let me tell you, there are awesome women leaders. And there's nothing wrong with it. You women who work, who don't stay at home. You're a part-time mom. i got several of you work for me. Absolutely love it at winning home. Working mom's awesome. At-home mom's awesome. You pick it. You get to decide. But there is pressure being put on right now that you ladies have the answers for our society. There's pressure being put on you. I'm serious it's being put on you because we've, me, I've failed and now it's up to you to save this great nation. Stated or not, it's there. And I want to tell you something that scares me. I don't want you as ladies to feel like you have to carry the weight of that in terms of I've got to be super duper at work, I can show no flaws, I can show no uh, I, I I can't let them know I've got issues. I, I've got to be perfect there. Then I got to go home and I got to be this ultra mom. I got to handle everything. I got to be able to do everything. It is unbelievable pressure being put on the moms of our society that you have to be able to do it all. And I want to say to you today if your confidence is found in the fact that I can do it all, It won't be good. And as I prayed about, Lord, do I say that out loud? I walked into a gas station to get me some coffee and I looked over and the USA Today came out Friday. It's the weekend edition. It was like, Lord, you just confirmed that I can say this and encourage the moms there today. The lead story, middle thing, mothers today feel pressured on the pedestal. This mom right here tells her story of, I'm supposed to be ultimate mom. I'm supposed to be entrepreneur. I'm supposed to be this. I can't do it. Last night after the service, so many moms came up to me right after going, thank you. I feel the weight of the world on me. I got to be ultimate work. I got to be ultimate mom. At home moms came up to me. I feel it too. So much pressure. Can I say to you today, this is why I came to preach this sermon. Moms and ladies in the room, find your value in who God made you to be. You are not in this world for competition with other people. That is not, that is man-made. Watch this, man-made competition. God made completion. You are not in this world to compete. You're in this world to complete the mission and purpose he put on your life. And we live in a society right now that is putting you in a competition mode. I want to tell you, you don't have to compete against anyone. You have to just complete what God put you on this earth to do. And I'm trying to take the pressure off you as ladies today to say, be what God made you to be, and you will be called successful. My mom was a lunchroom cook. I loved that because she always set aside a little meal for me back in the back. (laughs) But in today's world, she would be looked at as average. She worked hard, she was steady and faithful. I will tell you, I will just tell you about my mom, she was a success. Not because the world judged her, but because I as her kid decided that your child will ultimately make the decision whether or not you are a successful mom. And that might today not get such a high grade. But let the whole thing conclude. Don't grade yourself as a mom when your kids are little or in their teens. Don't grade yourself then. (laughs) Let those times pass. And let's see where it ends up when you're in your final days. And I want you to know, the Bible says, if you find your steadiness, that psalm says, if you find your steadiness in the Lord, then you will become, the, the word of God says right there, like a tree down by the stream, that's roots go way down deep. I got this place, I go to Collin Park, sometimes I'll just go sit there and pray, and there's this little tree that I'll just look at. Took a little picture of it. That tree, several of them sitting there, it's always there. It doesn't move. Summer, winter, spring, or fall, if I go park down there, tree's there. It's just there. Doesn't it's always it's steady, and this is what is moms you want to be steady. And I'll tell you, as I've worked on this message, something I've become aware of that I was not aware of. I mean, I knew it was there, but not to the degree. All these moms during the course of these last few weeks have made me aware of it. There's this thing that erodes the steadiness of this tree. This is what you want to be. Steady, confident God. This is me. I am a mom. And there's this erosion that happens, and it comes from, I'm going to share it with you. It comes from what is called mom guilt. Mom guilt. I'm going to go through it in several different ways. There's this mom guilt that some of you carry, that you're not this good, steady, solid tree because of things that happen around you, that competition versus completion thing. Some of you, um, you're in a blended family. You don't have full custody of your child. You miss a lot of things in their life, and you have guilt that, oh, man, man. I wasn't there for that. And I have a friend who's always there, always with their kids, et cetera. And they don't miss anything. And you live with this incredible guilt. And it erodes that steadiness of your life. And oh, you don't say it out loud, but in the back of your mind you think, I wonder if I'm a good mom. If I was a good mom, I'd figure out how to be in their life all the time. And I want to just say to you today, there are going to be circumstances that some of you moms face you cannot control. Take the guilt off Yourself. My wife worked. I remember when Jane worked. And I remember a devastating day for her. She had come home from work. I was in school full-time studying to be a pastor. And she came home from work. And we had this lady, her name was Miss Chenoweth. She watched our oldest son, Alan, and she rocked it out. She was a great child care provider. She did it at our house, etc. And I remember Jane came home from work. And she was so excited to see Alan. He was a little boy. He was not excited to see her. He said, I want to be a Chenoweth. He wanted the nanny, and he did not want his mom. And I remember the nanny left, and Alan was unhappy, and Jane went to her room and just sat and cried. And she dealt with mom guilt. Am I doing this wrong? Is it going to be okay? And I, I remember going into her room and saying to her, Hey, babe, do you have any memories when you were two? And she's like, no, I said, he's too. He won't ever remember it. We're fine. Come on, it's life. <laughs> He'll be all right. And I want you to know, mom guilt is real. Many of you carry it. I'll tell you another one. There are some of you here, you're an older mom today. And you've already seen on Facebook or your friends have been telling you how everybody's, it's, it's Mother's Day. The whole family's coming over. All 176 of them are coming over. And it's going to be an awesome day when everybody's there. And your family is not in town. They're not coming over. You're, you're leaving church today on this big Mother's Day when they're gathering with 190 and you're going home to just you. And you think, did I do this wrong? Why do my kids not want to be around me? Today, my wife will not have some of her children around her because it can't be. They're not here. That is not what my wife better face her value as a mom on today. And if she starts having guilt, I will look at her and say, you let that go, girl. Because our children are going to do their thing. And we put this incredible pressure, moms, on ourselves. I'm not a mom, but I'm speaking in your behalf. You've, you carry mom guilt because you can't do it the way somebody else is doing it. And social media, Facebook, we talk about how it affects teens. It is affecting mothers, too. Because you see a picture somebody posted, and they've already showered, and it's 9 o'clock. <laughs> And you're thinking, what's wrong with me? And I want to tell you nothing. Let me just say one thing to you. When you see all those pictures and you see everybody else's life, you ready? I just want to say this to you. You don't know the whole story. Be careful. Don't carry guilt. You just be... I call this tree right here one of a kind. It's one of a, that's the only one. That tree will never sit over at my house here in Savannah. I live in Savannah Lake. That tree will never sit over in Savannah. That tree sits right down there at Collin Park. It's not gonna move over to Savannah. It'll never even get the view of Savannah Lake because that tree is there. You are the same way. You are one of a kind. You moms who are here, you ladies, you're one of a kind. You were planted where you were planted. You didn't mean to. You don't have to go over there and be that tree. You are your own tree. You blossom and you sprout and you root and you come up and you be who you are. And you put your trust and confidence, not in anyone else, but in God Almighty. And you will be fine. And then it says, that tree will be strong and steady when the drought comes? That's the second question coming up on the screen is this. Do you fear when the heat and drought comes? Oh, you're going to go through it. You moms who are here, heat and drought comes. Some of you are in it right now. As I prepared this message, I thought a lot about single moms. I have one in my family. I observe it. I get to see it. The amount of pressure that is on you is incredible. I went up to a single mom again at the gas station. She came rolling in about 6:45 in the morning. Here she was, a little kid in a stroller. She was going in to get breakfast, get all the stuff she had to get. And I just went up to her. I said, "Ma'am, single mom? Yes." I said, hang, hang on a second, you got up, you got this kid ready, you got him in the stroller, you're coming to get something here at Speedway, et cetera, et cetera, your day? Yep. And she had it. She said, I am, I'm ready for my day. Let's go, let's do it. I'm like, you have such a good spirit. She goes, it's a great day. I'm like, it's 6.45. <laughs> and I said to her, I'm so proud of your spirit and you as a mom. And the little kid was smiling. I'm like, hey, buddy, how you doing today? And she's like, it's my day, it's my life. This is what I do. I don't know if you single moms in here know it, but Timothy in the Bible, first and second Timothy, his mom was a single mom and she rocked it out. And I want you to be encouraged today. Don't you dare look at yourself and say, but, cause if I'm a single mom, I, I gotta live in your world. I told you, I put myself in your shoes to do this sermon. I sit as a single mom. I sat the other day in an environment, a spot. I just set myself down and I imagined I'm a single mom and I watched, I watched couple after couple with children walking out. And I'll tell you what, I sat there and thought, I wish I had that. I wish I had a guy who is committed to me and to this child. And we call that in our world a drought. And the Bible says, a steady mom with roots running deep will make it. Timothy's mom must have done some really cool stuff because that kid turned out awesome. And you single moms who are here your children will grow up and call you blessed as they watch you get through the droughts. Moms in here in a situation where you do have a husband and you have two children or you have a child, you have one, five. I don't know your circumstance, but you've got a husband there, you've got droughts too. It's not perfect. There is no perfect scenario. Blended families in here. I I've, I've thought about them all. They come to Winning at Home. We're there to encourage. I, my heart today, I, I don't know if you can tell, my heart's just full for you moms and you ladies in the room. I want you to feel loved. I want you to know God's got you. I want you to know no matter the circumstance you face, no matter the drought you go through, get those roots down deep. There is a stream that you cannot see. It's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will carry you through that incredible drought. And you will make it because of his sweet power. And I believe it today. I didn't know if I'd share it, but I'm, I'm going on my daughter, Anna, who is a single mom. I was watching her a couple of weeks ago. She's really quiet. She's just Quiet. I'm, a, I'm an observant guy, I just observe things. And I said to her, hey bird, so I call her, Anna, you've been quiet, girl. You've been quiet for a couple of days. And I said, your dad notices that? And I said, I, I can tell you're going through some stuff, but I'm really proud. You, you used to, when you went through stuff, you'd lash out or you'd be really, I said, you, you've calmed that tongue, I'm really proud of you. And I said, but I can tell you're struggling. And here, here's what she said back to me, dad, I am. And when I just hit the bottom and I feel like I'm in the middle of that drought, I've been going downstairs. She said, I've been going downstairs. I've just been opening my Bible and I've just been reading it. And I'm asking the Lord to just, just be with me. And I said, baby, you cannot say anything back to me that would make me happier than that. In the drought times, can I just tell you, and the good times, wherever, run to the Lord And it was funny. My daughter said this to me. I didn't think she knew it. She was quoting scripture. She said, I just feel like when I do that, he gives me the desires of my heart. What's this? Your confidence is found. You ready? Your confidence is found when your heart aligns with the heart of God. There's confidence. And you moms, ladies in the room, when you align your heart with the heart of God, you will be fine. Josh, what time do I need to be done? I got five points in two minutes. (laughs) And these are really important points I want to make because I want you to understand your life is to bear fruit. This verse says, if you do these things, if you're a steady mom, if your roots go deep, you will bear fruit. So I got five questions. They're going to come up on the screen. Just going to ask you, does your life bear fruit? Here's the first one. What example am I setting for my kids in the way that I spend my time? Like moms, you guys understand your children and especially teenagers, watch how you spend your time. What example are you setting? Remember where you want to get to when you get here? You want this set about you? Well, back in here, make sure you got that time set aside that you set an example. You get to choose. You say, Dan, what do you mean by time? You get to choose. I'm asking you to evaluate your time. Look at it. Are you invested in a way that when you get over there, your children are going to go, wow, I want to spend my time. Is is their life because they're down here? Okay, when they get to here and they're you're there, I hope they go. I want to spend my time like my mom did. Of course, this applies to dads and men here, too. But I'm some mothers' day message. Second question. I love my children like crazy. Every mom in here would would say that. Right. I love them like crazy. Would they say that? You say, Dan, my two-year-old gets... I I understand that. Discipline is part of it. A really good good mom's in here. Every now and then, your children should not like you. If you're a really good mom, your kids will say that. I don't like you. Then you look and go, just check the box. Good mom. (laughs) I'm asking when they get about 30. When they get about 30, think about that. When they get about 25 or 30, are they going to say... She was a good mom. She really loved me. Live in such a way, not to be their best friend, but to be their steady mom, and you will earn that love. Number three, third question is, am I approachable? I got got to tell you, this is so big. Hey, listen to me, moms, right now, your kids in the society we live in, I know. I know the question right now. I'm not going to say it out loud, but there is a question Children, especially teenagers, are lining up at Winning at Home to talk about. It's, it's the result of our culture. You moms are going to have some stuff said to you out loud. Your kid's going to come say to you something, and you're going to be, oh, how you respond. Sarah Ingram, one of our chief teen counselors at Winning at Home, I say to her, Sarah, give me a word to speak to parents. She said this, tell them when their children, whatever they tell them, don't overreact. And I got to stand on the stage and tell you today, I'm guilty of this. Now, I did it so much better than my dad. I improved it so much that I thought I was good at it. Because my dad was ultra reactor. I was just reactor, so I thought I'm a lot better. (laughs) I look back now. I harmed my teenage children, especially my girls. I hurt them because they couldn't say just anything to me. I didn't listen well. I overreacted, and I spun them off, and they talked to somebody I wish they wouldn't have talked to. My fault. I was not as approachable as I should have been. Parents, you get one shot at this one. You get one shot. When your kid comes and tells you something you don't like, Sarah Ingram says your face needs to stay the same. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that with me. She said, now you may need to run over there and go, but come back. So thankful. Be an approachable mom. Ready? With Anything. Even what you don't want to hear. That will bear fruit. Number four, fourth question, am I teaching them to be responsible? And number five, if my kids grow up to be like me, am I preparing them to handle the struggles I face? Let me just say something to all the adults in the room right now. We got issues. You've got a struggle right now in your life. If your child grows up to have that struggle... Are you living and handling that struggle in such a way that they will go, I know how to handle that when I get there. That will bear fruit. I've left you some thoughts to ponder today. Guys in the room, I hope you can apply these principles. I've spoken to ladies in the room. I pray that you will leave today and have an incredible day celebrating moms around you, but remembering Your trust and confidence needs to be found in God. So, Lord, this morning, I pray over all my friends here at Ridge. Thank you for just the opportunity to look at your word, to see some incredible truths in it that are absolutely beautiful. And as we go today, uh, help us to go and live in such a way that our kids will see the fruit of our lives. Bless the moms in the room. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you leave this Mother's Day message, obviously I was speaking to moms, but as you can see, it fit everyone. And today I would just challenge you to take a look at this Jeremiah passage and ask yourself, where am I growing in these specific areas? Let's continue to use God's Word to shape our life, to grow our life, to challenge us to become better people. That's why we're here. I pray this message did that for your life. Thank you again for your love and support of winning at home. May God bless you as we move even further into these fall and winter months.